Hi everybody, this is Kevin Card with Valpoint Real Estate and Development with another great episode of Decoding Real Estate in Baldwin County, Alabama. Well, we've got some beautiful weather. It's been a little windy for a few days, but now it's just gorgeous out. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you about buying a waterfront house or property. A lot of times, people get an idea in their head they want to buy something on the water. And we have a beautiful coast down here and near Mobile, Alabama, where there's a lot of wonderful waterfront properties, whether it's on the Intercostal Canal in Mobile Bay or down in the Gulf of Mexico, down in Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, and uh, Fort Morgan. But many times people don't realize what's involved when they're buying a waterfront property. <clears throat> now, I usually ask them, why do you want to buy a waterfront property? A lot of people like to have the sound of the ocean or the water. They like to be able to see the water or have access to it, whether it's for going out and swimming or kayaking or just swimming, like I said, or you could be boating. But a lot of times it's because they just love the beauty of it. And I think that's a great reason. Now, in some cases, you're going to run into, obviously, the properties can be much more expensive because they're obviously benefiting from a beautiful view. And it's limited availability because there's not as much waterfront property as you would landlocked property like you would normally find in a subdivision. Now, one of the considerations you really need to look into is sometimes there are restrictive covenants or conditions on the property, such as what you can build and how you can build. And many times that's because of the nature of the weather down here with hurricanes and storms and flooding and storm surge. So usually when you're gonna buy a waterfront property, especially on the Gulf of Mexico, you're going to be getting a property that is going to be usually raised above the floodplain, meaning it'll be 10, 15, 20 feet above on stilts or poles. There'll be the ground floor, which usually is the floor that if there is going to be storm surge will get flooded. So that is usually more storage or parking. And then the livable floors are above what we call the elevation for floodplain. We usually get an elevation certificate to know that height. <clears throat> Additionally, there's insurance considerations because usually the insurance, <coughs> excuse me, is a big consideration. It's more expensive. It has different kinds of deductibles because there is issues of storms and flooding, wind damage, especially we had Hurricane Sally down here. And we've been blessed the last few years. There hasn't been as many storms that have caused that much damage as in the past. We haven't had a Katrina in a long time. And, you know, knock on wood and God willing, we won't have one ever again. But you have to be prepared for that. So insurance is another consideration. If you're going to be building a home down there, you're going to have to consider the construction costs, which of course right now we're so high because of all the issues with supply chain. 
but you're going to have to have hurricane windows, which cost more. You're going to have to build it according to the codes, which are a little more restrictive and done because they want to make sure homes survive these storms. And I think that that goes hand in hand with maintenance costs. There's usually salt water and salt air, especially down on the uh, Bay, the, the Gulf side, I mean, if you're in the Mobile Bay, it's not as salty a water, but even still, there's going to be wind and water wear and tear on the exteriors of the property and any piers you might have, which have to be maintained, obviously. And you've got to be able to get that stuff repaired and maintained on a yearly basis. <coughs> Excuse me. Otherwise, that deferred maintenance is going to catch up with you and you're going to have a lot of damage. So if you want to avoid long-term or catastrophic damage to your waterfront property, you've got to make sure you check it every year and reseal or replace anything that's been damaged and work on making repairs as needed regularly so the damage doesn't pile up. The other thing to consider is, you know, how much will you, I mean, if you're buying this property as a vacation home, obviously you're going to probably want to have rentals to offset the expense or cost of that property. But even still, that's going to have some expenses relative to the maintenance and management of the property for your tenants and or for your vacationers. So basically, <coughs> I'll tell you, um, basically, what you want to do, think carefully about what you're looking for. If you want a waterfront property, go take a look at some, talk to the owners, see what challenges they have had. If you have friends who own waterfront, even if it's on one of our beautiful interior you know, streams, rivers, and such, you want to talk to them because it's a different kind of environment that sometimes can raise issues like we discussed. So again, be sure you really want a waterfront property. Two, make sure you can maintain it and keep it in great shape so you don't encounter any long-term issues because of the wear and tear of the salt air and wind and water. Make sure the HOA or the restrictions on the property are such that you can live with them, especially if you're buying a raw piece of land you want to build on it because they will have restrictions and that can be imposed by the local zoning laws or ordinances relative to when storms come in or the building codes to ensure these properties can survive a storm. Maintenance, we talked about. And then lastly, insurance is a big issue because sometimes in certain environments, it's tough to get insurance. And you know you have to make sure you can afford the insurance it makes economic sense and that you're going to get coverage that will provide you with the necessary replacement costs with lower deductibles so that you can fix a home or repair it or rebuild it in case of a big storm or issues. And you got to consider wind damage, water damage for water intrusion. And a lot of times those can be exclusions on a policy. You may get wind coverage, but you know, you may not be able to have water damage on certain policies because there's so much of it that occurs during storms. So really get a great insurance agent, 
and obviously get a great realtor who's able to advise you. And specifically, if you can find someone, a realtor, insurance people, who are used to dealing with properties down in the water, whether it's the interior streams or on the Gulf Coast down there, you want to have some professional be able to advise you accordingly. Well, I hope that was helpful. I hope everybody has a great day. I hope everybody enjoys the beautiful weather wherever they may be. And I want to wish you uh, the best. Thank you for listening. We'll have another great episode of Decoding Real Estate in Baldwin County, Alabama coming up in the next uh, few days. And I look forward to listening to any of you who want to give me a call. 251-599-6375. Kevin Clark here as always. And I'd love to talk about real estate or just have a nice cup of iced tea or lemonade or whatever poison have you. And talk about the beautiful area down here, which is our beautiful Southern Alabama Gulf Coast and area. So I'll talk to you guys soon. You have a blessed day. We'll talk to you then.